Shalom, everyone. This is Cam. <laughs> Again, I don't. I guess I don't really need to say that. That now that I think about it, saying this is Cam doesn't help anybody. Okay. Anyway, uh, this is Cam, <laughs> and we're gonna look at um, the nature of the laws or the nature of the covenant because in the, in the last episode we talked about how it's a covenant between Israel and God and that they're entering into this covenant relationship where they live as kings. Well, today we're going to talk about the laws a little more in depth because it jumps right into the laws in Exodus. Um, we're still in Exodus. Ah, I moved my mic. It made a lot of noise. Okay. Um, yeah, we're still in Exodus and there's just a few things that I want to go over um, to understand that, that, that it just jumps right into. Like right when God is giving the opening laws and Israel is accepting the covenant because it, you know, they accept it in uh, chapter 24 um, is when they like affirm their covenant with God. Um, before that, I mean, there's there's laws there, so let's look at them. Let's deal with them. Um, and it, uh, as you're reading, you know, there's kind of a few questions that you want to keep in mind. You know, I, I like to. I'm kind of staging these episodes even in like. A, a matter of questions um so you know some of the questions we'll look at today are like are these laws good <laughs> i mean they come from god so yeah they're good but i mean we look at them and they almost seem like gross and wrong and weird to us um so we're just going to talk about that a little bit and like if this is how god has chosen to relate to his people what does that say about Israel? And what does that say about what we should do? I mean, we're not Israel, but what you know? What should we do? So that that's just a few of the things that we're going to look at today. Um, and something to keep in mind when reading all of the laws is that God is compassionate and full of loving kindness and slow to anger um, and full of covenant faithfulness. Um so all of these things we keep in mind, and that he's holy, you know, as an overall kind of deal. Uh, but all of these things uh, can we can use to view the lens of the law, because these laws are given by God. Um, so anyway, in Exodus, first of all, we need to remember we're in the middle of a story. It's not just these laws is separated from the story. Israel has just come out of Egypt. So, you know, a lot of the laws might even be related to this is something you did in Egypt. This is not something you're going to do here. You've never been your own sovereign nation before. Well, here's some laws that you should have for your sovereign nation. And that brings us to the first thing. In context, these laws um, are revolutionary to like the surrounding nations. I think I've already said that before, but again, they just are. They're like people are, are viewing this these this nation as wise. And it, it says here's going to be the kind of overall verse for the podcast today. In Exodus 19:6, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Um these are the words you shall speak to the sons of Israel. So yeah, they're going to be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And it says later on, man, I don't know where it says it. People will view you as wise among the nations. Um, and that was true. 
people would like want to be a part of Israel. It is very appealing. Um, yeah, so they were they were a wise nation. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so jumping into the laws, something maybe some of you have heard of. It's a thing called Hammurabi's Law Code. This is a Babylonian law code um, that was is considered like the first great document of legal you know what is justice what are what are some civil laws we should have and all law codes pretty much in human history have at least some respect to pay to Hammurabi's law code because it was just the first and it was it, it kind of was mind-blowing that like yeah one governing person or people you know people in authority can make a law that everybody follows and it makes life better it's like what? That's crazy. It makes life better for everybody. Um, and so it, it's just justice. Uh, and so Hammurabi's law code was around before Exodus and before the sons of uh, Israel were out in the wilderness. Um, and that shouldn't shake any semblance of faith. In fact, it should actually be helpful to understand that God has put these laws in context of ancient Israel. So it's important to remember some of these laws, they're just, you know, actually a lot of these laws, they're just for Israel. Like we actually shouldn't follow these laws to the letter of the law because it would be a misunderstanding of like what Christ was saying when he came to earth. If we've tried to follow everything by the letter, including things like when one man opens a pit, or when a man digs a pit and does not cover it, and an ox or donkey falls into it, the owner of the pit shall make restoration. He shall give money to its owner, and the dead beast shall be his. It's like, yeah, that's just common sense. <laughs> we, actually, well, I mean, some of you might have oxen or cows, I guess. And this might be specifically related, but you just pull the, the, the common sense from that. Dude, if you messed up. And it caused someone else like significant financial distress. Help them out. You break it, you buy it. It's that kind of idea. I mean, that's a common, that's a proverb that that we have in our time period. That's like a modern proverb. Um, it's a, it's that idea. You break it, you buy it. You know. Um, so anyway, that uh, is just an example. So moving into these let's get to some specifics of these laws and like what kind of seems barbaric so let let's let's not shy away from it because it's it's easy to look at it and say well i don't know that kind of just seems like something that we'll, we'll just like kind of glance over because it's ugly we don't want to deal with it not that the bible's ugly just that we have this understanding of it that's ugly like for example right in there right in verse oh man i just had it where did it go? Not chapter 21, right after the Ten Commandments. First thing it talks about is slaves. Um, I think, you know, obviously I'm not going to speak for why God put this section on slavery right after the Ten Commandments. But, you know, I can say, like, pretty, you know, clearly, like, this was a big area of concern. 
and this was a big thing that would set them apart. So if they're going to be a holy nation, how they treat the people that are easy to treat poorly and easy to oppress and all of the outcasts and, and everything, how they treat those people really will set them apart. Because other nations had no respect for slaves. Like, you know, uh, it, it, why would you mistreat them? Israel themselves was slaves. So there's all these good reasons to put this view on slavery right after the Ten Commandments, right away. You were just slaves. Here's how you're going to be set apart. You know how you were treated and in, in Egypt and you were forced to do heavy labor, you know, seven days a week? Well, one, you're going to have Sabbath now. And that was like, oh, we have to have Sabbath. And you'll see when they're gathering uh, manna or mana, I think is actually how you say it in Hebrew. Later, they want to work on, they want to work double. They're like, oh, there's not going to be manna tomorrow. We better do double it. We better like get as much as we can. So they go overboard. Like they're used to working. Their life was tied around how many bricks they could make, you know? So this idea of work and everything is very pertinent. They're fresh out of slavery. Um, and yeah, their worth is tied to how much they can work. So they got to start breaking those chains. And it's a big deal. So that, you know, that kind of explains a little bit of the Sabbath too. Like God is our rest. We can find rest in him. That's a big deal to the Israelites coming out of slavery tied into how many bricks you can make in a day is your, is that's all you're worth. Well, God is saying you are worth something because you're a nation of Kings and a nation of priests. So all the laws filter through that, like nation of priests, you're going to be set apart. So anyway, talks about slavery. One, when the Bible talks about slavery, it never mentions it as something everybody should own slaves. Like it never says that, first of all, because it talks about slaves in the Old Testament and the New Testament, just because it's, again, it's just such a big deal. Like, how do you treat your slaves? Um, uh, so anyway, it doesn't like say, one, you should have slaves. Two, contextually, slaves... It, it wasn't a race-based thing. Like, you know, I guess to, to an extent there's situations like that, uh, but it wasn't like how we view slavery. So we have to even take this whole, like, we have this whole category in our brains. Slavery was just like something that happened to people who had, to people who are black, you know? Um that's not true. In fact, the slaves now that Israel owns probably are fellow Israelite, like the, the, the fellow people. Um, and it's actually in mercy that they're slaves, which sounds weird, but I'm going to explain that. Uh, so anyway, jumping into it. One, first thing it says, slave shall serve six years. In the seventh, he'll go free. That's crazy because people could be caught up in the slavery for generations and, and their kids would be slaves. And that's how actually slavery was like to those in, in the U.S. Yeah, you, you, your kids just became slaves and it was there was no upward momentum. Well, here, the first thing it says about slaves, when you buy a Hebrew slave, he shall serve six years. Boom. That's amazing. Seven years. Refresh rest this idea of sabbath oh man the idea of sabbath is so important i'll probably make a whole episode about it later just because I, I think it's so important in and this seventh year kind of idea in the law 
um, rest and you're going to image and image me in doing so again the image of god is the an over and the kingdom of god like i talked about in the first episode overarching themes of the law so um gonna go free also uh you know it says to treat your slaves well um and again we gotta kind of re have a you know make a new category for slavery it was actually like merciful because you could be in debt and then to someone and then you wouldn't be able to feed yourself. You wouldn't be able to have a home. You know, you wouldn't have any animals. You'd have to give them all up and then then how are you going to feed your family and yourself? Well, a, a more merciful way would be, hey, instead of you starving to death, just come live with me. You're going to work with me. I mean, it's only up for six years. You're going to work with me and be my slave and you know you're gonna have a place to sleep. You're gonna have a pl- you're gonna have food to eat, um, and you just gonna gonna work. And there's and and that's how it's gonna be. Then you're gonna go free at the end of six years. Some people would choose to not go free. They would just want to to continue to be a part of that family. Um, and then we see here in twenty one, it says that. Uh, when a man sells his daughter as a slave, she shall not go out as the male slaves do. She shall not go out as the male slaves do. Um, if she does not please her master as designated her for himself, then he shall let her be redeemed. That's like, basically now it's just talking about actually <laughs> marriage. Um, and it's, it's not slavery at, at that point. It's like, uh, you know, he shall let her be redeemed. You know, if he doesn't actually want to marry her, he can let her go go on to someone else and then then they'll marry her you know this idea of of redeem you know redeeming that comes up later in the scriptures and in ruth and everything um and then it talks about um giving her food and clothing because if someone was poor uh and and she was going off and being married off like it'd be easy to treat your your poor wife as lesser. But it's saying don't do that because there's great wisdom in in what it's saying here. Um, So again, on the surface, it sounds like, oh, so, you know, you're going to basically force uh, these women to be slaves while the guys get to go free at the end of six years. No, they just become wives. <laughs> They're part of the family. And then it says, if he uh, in verse 9 of 21, if he designates her for his son. So, you know, that means they would give sometimes these women to, to as uh, wives to their sons. Um, again, a, a good thing. Um, and treat them well, it says. So, all, it's actually a lot of freedom and um, cultural honoring of women that wasn't common in the culture because you know it was easy you just would go off and treat your poor wife as lesser and 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 whatnot like that so this is a good thing uh and it goes keeps going what is another hard one that we need to deal with there was something else that i that i had planned but now i'm like just blanking on anyway a lot of these are if they look so weird on the surface. Oh, yeah. 2319. The best of the first fruits of the ground you shall bring to the house of the Lord your God. All right, good. Bring the first fruits to God. You shall not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. <laughs> what? 
all that means, essentially, don't be cruel. And and look at the rhythms of, of nature and life and how it's supposed to be. Milk was like a life-giving. It is. I mean, it's not just was. It's life-giving. The young goat needed that to grow and be sustained. So don't kill it with the thing that's supposed to give it life. That's just cruel. That's against, like, the natural order of what God's set up. I mean, in the garden, what were Adam and Eve doing? They're ruling and subduing over the animals. It's the same idea. Just do it here. You know, don't be just unnecessarily cruel to your animals. Give them, uh, you know... What they need. I, obviously, they're still animals, so don't treat them above humans. But rule over them justly and kindly in the way that God would. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's that's that one. And that's where the kosher law comes from, where you can't have, like, a cheeseburger. So there's the... And that's more of a modern thing. But, yeah, can't have a cheeseburger because that's milk with cheese. And, you know, the cow is the hamburger. So you can't have both of those two together. Um, that was more of a an invention later on. Uh, but it, it comes from there. Don't be cruel. But again, now it's we're free to eat. Um, and it's not, you know, wrong to do so. So, yeah, that brings us to that question. Today, what are we supposed to do? I mean, is there extra blessings if we try to follow these things? Um, no. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Probably not, though. It, it would appear in the scripture that, no, we are supposed to live not to the the like letter exactly of what the law says, but to what the moral of the law is in fulfilled in Christ because we have a new covenant. We're with Christ. And, and he, you know, he said, all these laws you guys made up on the Sabbath, they're silly. I mean, sure, maybe originally they came from a good heart. Like, yeah, we want to honor this day that God has made and, and find rest in it. But it ends up not being even restful. So should we not work on the seventh day? Well, it's good to take a Sabbath. It's healthy to take a Sabbath. It's imaging God to take a Sabbath. But that doesn't mean to hurt ourselves to, to take a Sabbath, you know. So um, just like Christ said, you know. If your ox falls, you're gonna help it, right? Well, yeah, but that's work. No, it's it's fine. Like, honor God with your rest. Um, so anyway, those are kind of the laws. Um, and in ancient context, this was wisdom, it, and it still is wisdom. But especially those people, like this is mind blowing wisdom. Like, what we're gonna treat our slaves well? Oh, and the foreigner treat the foreigner well that was kind of crazy because you i mean you didn't treat foreigners well they came in from out of town you're like who who's this fool <laughs> uh and uh, treat them well treat them you know and, and then help them to understand what it means to be a nation of priests and then invite them in like rahab good anyway that's the end because we're approaching 20 minutes so the next episode will be about the tabernacle because that's the next chunk. I'm chunking this up, by the way. There is order to what I'm in rhyme and reason. I'm not just talking. 19 through 24 are like the terms of the covenant. So that's what we've just kind of wrapped up. This is Exodus. 25 through 31, that's going to be the tabernacle. And 35 and on. 
Um, that's all the tabernacle. That's like the rules for the tabernacle and then them actually building it. And it's really repetitive, but we'll just go into that a little more in detail. And then 20, uh, 32 through 34, that's when Israel does bad stuff. So anyway, that's what we'll do next episode. We'll talk about the tabernacle. Okay. Uh, shalom. <laughs>